You're listening to the Direction for Life podcast. We pray this episode blesses you. We'd love to connect with you. Visit us at rdci.info or on Facebook at Right Direction Church International. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the RDCI. We hope you enjoy this broadcast. Remain standing. I'm not going to read all of our scripture, but read some of it from Matthew 6. Matthew 6, starting at verse 24, and it says, No man can serve two masters, either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, God and the money system, God and the world system is what mammon refers to there. So I'm telling you, verse 25, take no thought. Stop worrying for your life. What you're going to eat, what you shall drink, nor for your body, what you shall put on, is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment. Behold, the fowls of the air, they don't sow, neither do they reap, meaning they don't have a job, nor do they gather into bonds, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much more better than they? Drop down to verse 30. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you? O ye of little faith, therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Wherewith shall we be clothed? After all these things, the Gentiles, non-covenant people who don't know God, the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth you have need of these things. But what you do is seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You may be seated. So we're continuing today from the subject that I started last week entitled Changing Financial Systems. Changing Financial Systems. This is a revelation that I got many years ago. Um, as, and now you have the option to change and God didn't give me an option. I had no choice. Because what he told me when I got fired, released, acquired, acquired is when there's a debate whether you quit or you got fired. When I got acquired from my job, my career in, ninth, in March of 1997, I've been full-time in ministry ever since, and God told me to do nothing else, to do nothing else and and for me and later on you know there was some things that i i told the lord i i said lord my wife was praying i was praying i don't understand why i got fired and all this kind of and it was, it was it was several things one the lord told me to quit okay so he told me to quit i wasn't seeing it and uh the woman of god all the more was not seeing it and and then the other thing is that i wore that job and my accomplishments in corporate america like a badge of honor and there's a scripture which says, let him that glories, glory in me. Not in your position, not in your accomplishments, not in your promotions, but glory in me. I'm the God who gives you the position. I'm the God who helps you accomplish whatever you've accomplished. I'm the God who helps you get appointed. I'm the God who causes promotion, because promotion doesn't come from the, from the south or the west uh, or, the, or the east. The Bible said promotion comes from the Lord. He puts down one and he puts another up. 
And so since then, I was forced, and it was scary at first, to change systems. Systems is what I depended on to make my living, what I depended upon to supply my needs, what I depended upon to feed my family, what I depended upon to be a good father and good husband. That it wasn't going to be corporate America. It wasn't going to be on my efforts. It was going to be on me working the principles of the word and trusting God's system. And God started showing himself strong. One after one, I, I shared with y'all, didn't I share with y'all last week? First time I got $3,000 from the, did I, did I share that with y'all last week? $3,000, did I share that last week? I was sharing it with somebody last week, okay? As many of you heard the story, when the, when the man, uh, uh, a friend of mine who was a uh, political official in Jersey City, we went back to Jersey City and wasn't planning on going back there, but my mother-in-law was down here and she, and she put us in a trick, okay? Because she's supposed to be staying with us for a week, and then she tells us, like, that Sunday, I got to be back to Jersey City tomorrow. I said, huh? He's oh yeah, I got this doctor appointment, and I, this, I have this doctor appointment for months, and I, and I got to make this uh, tomorrow? And so we left church down here to Postal Working Union Hall, 4921, and drove her back to New Jersey. We supposed to, we didn't really have any money, and uh, I don't know how we did it. And uh, she said she was going to pay for gas, but on the way, she couldn't, she didn't have no money. It, it, anyway, okay. I love, I love my, see, my mother-in-law's gone on. Be with the Lord now. Thank God for my mother-in-law. Praise the Lord. And uh, <laughs> so we get to Jersey City, and I, uh, my friend, he wanted me to dedicate his children. He kept, he kept saying, nobody else is going to put their hands on my child but you. I will wait till you get back to Jersey City. So we go back to Jersey City, and uh, I call him. I said, listen, I'm going to be there for one day. And he said, well, well, can you dedicate my children? I said, okay, I'll call the Bishop Bailey, my uncle. See, we can rent the church. We wouldn't rent the church, use the church. Uh, use the church on a Monday night. And we came and just his family and I dedicated his child, you know, a ded baby dedication, all of five, ten minutes. Dedicated his children. And he said, well, I want to take you all out to dinner. We went to a place called, I'm not, I'm not sure if it's still there in Jersey City. Uh, it was, a, it was a, one of the nicest restaurants in the city called Casino in the Park. But we wasn't gambling. We don't have no casino real no gambling there. They call it casino in the park. Gambling not even legal there. But a place called casino in the park. And we're there eating. And he says that he gives me an envelope. Now, mind, mind this, is, this is like, this is like April or May of 97. I had just went full-time in ministry the month before or within the last 30, 60 days. And we believe in God for $3,000 a month. Got the family together, said this is how much we need just to pay our bills. $3,000 a month. And so, and when I'm sitting there, he gives me this envelope. He says, I really appreciate you doing this. I told you I wasn't going to let nobody else dedicate my children but you. He said, this check, by the time you get home back to South Carolina, it should be okay. I did switch some funds. I said, okay. And I, was, I took that envelope and I put it in my jacket, but for some reason it kept itching my, my shirt and my jacket and everything, so I needed to go to the bathroom. I said, can you excuse me a minute? because my, the envelope was causing my shirt and itch and my heart to palpitate and all of that. I went, the, I went to the bathroom, looked at the check. It was $2,000. I said, whoa, praise God. I had never seen a, in, no, that was a, an individual, first time I ever, ever seen a check written with my name from an individual, $2,000. So we're riding back. At that time, we're staying with Bishop Mother Bailey. We're riding back to the house. And I said, he gave me $2,000. 
And she said, yeah, well, his wife gave me an envelope too. I said, well, what she give you? Look at it. And his wife gave her $1,000 cash. We had $3,000 within 24 hours, just like that. What I was believing God for every month came through in 24 hours because I was in the will of God. That's one of the, one, one of the stories I tell in my book, The Spining Moments of Faith. And that, that, that situation anchored me that God's got me. Can you hunt somebody beside? Tell them, God's got you. God's got you. I'm here. I'm, I'm thinking about a whole month. I mean, you know, and I'm just praising God if it comes in $30 at a time or 100 here and 50 there. I'm rejoicing. And God did it in one night from what looked like a random incident. It wasn't planned. Are you following me? It wasn't on my schedule. God can bless you even if it ain't on the schedule. God can bless you with a random thought. There's something that can happen in your life. Somebody needs to receive this in the next 24 hours that could change your life. Oh, my God. Man, when I think, I said, God, you are faithful. Another time, another time, y'all heard me tell you all these stories in my book, because he was defined, they were defining moments of my faith. To get me anchored in God, uh, we were down at the place, down there, 40, uh, 3801 River Drive. I was the first building that we had leased, and uh, I'm up there preaching in that little room, that room, room, room seated, how many seats we have up there? 60 or 80, something like that in that little room there. And, uh, and I'm up there preaching, and I could see everybody. Okay, because the back door, uh, the, the back wall was about to where your, I'm here, the back wall was about to where the second row is here, okay? And uh, it's, it's about as wide as, as these two, uh, two, two sections here. And, I'm, and I can see everything and everybody, and I'm preaching, and there's this one man there. whole time I'm preaching, he's sitting like, and, you know, and he's really kind of a, a distraction to me. He's sitting there looking at me. You know, you know uh, y'all know I can be funny sometimes. I'm being funny, but he ain't laughing. I'm saying praise, he ain't praising. I said, say amen, he, ain't, he just ain't. And so I kept on preaching after the service. Everybody left. I didn't have ushers then, didn't have security people, anybody. Everybody left. I think me and my family were still there. And a man comes and knocks on the door. And I go to, the, to go to the door. He said, can I talk to you a minute? I'm like, I can't. He's supposed to be scared, but I'm scared. But this man mean mugged me the whole service. Okay? And I open up the door. And he said, I need to come back here and talk to you. And he reached his hand in his pocket like, I said, oh, God, he's about to shoot me. <laughs> he reached his hand in his pocket, and he took out his checkbook. Never seen this man in my life. Uh, he took out his checkbook, and he writes me, a, he said, the Lord told me to do this for you. Uh, and he wrote me a check for $1,000. The man who was mean mugging me came back to bless me. See, that person looking at you mean right now beside you, they're about to bless you. <laughs> Don't be scared of them. <laughs> man wrote out, and... and, and it, it, things like that happen one after another. Watch this. This Pastor Marsha, again, we, we, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't have, you know, that's when we believe God for our wants. 
and our desire. We, we weren't shopping for wants and desires because any money that came in was for our needs. I told you, 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 you got to know what season you're in. Any money that came in, it was just for rent. It was for, it, it, it was for uh, food. It was for necessities. And so Martha, Martha says to me, she said, you know, she said, well, I need some shoes. I really could use some shoes. Um, and so that man, he didn't come to church a whole lot, but his wife started coming. And the next time she comes, she says to Martha, she says, the Lord told me to buy you some shoes. Martha just said to me, I need some shoes. And, and brother, brothers, you know how it is when your wife says something and she's not telling you you were supposed to do it, but you feeling like, man, now I got to get her some shoes. Sisters, y'all need to understand that. I know y'all not trying to put any pressure on us, but when you express to a man who loves you, who sees himself that he's supposed to provide for you, when you start saying what you desire, we either we get into motion or we get aggravated. The aggravation comes from, of all the things I need to be concerned about, you thinking about shoes, okay? And I wasn't thinking like that, but I was thinking, man, I really like to buy myself shoes. And that woman comes in, she says, the Lord told me to buy you some shoes. And th these people, they were, they were pretty well off. And she says, it's not here anymore. Some of you have been around Columbia long enough to remember. She says, there's a place downtown called Maine and Taylor. That was a, that was a, that was, that was a shoe store, a kind of exclusive shoe store. She said, go down there and give them my name. I'm going to tell them you're coming and get whatever you want. And I'm going to pay for it. And we just saw God start supplying our, need, our needs. Some, some of you heard me tell and watch this. And shortly, shortly after that, I, got, I just started doing whatever God told me to do. I told y'all when I met Marcia, she was 18 years old, and she said, one day I'm having me a red sports car. I'm having me a red sports car. We're riding down Broad River Road here, not at a major dealership, right the place right there by where CarMax is over there, down at Norton Radio, right down the street. And there's this, there's this red Mercedes up on the, up on the uh, a rafter there. And the Lord told me, go turn around and buy that for your wife. I said, God, you ain't got no Mercedes money. Buy no car for my wife. I mean, of all the things, I'm a red Mercedes. And so I go back, and we turned around, and I tell her, she, she, said, she said, what? She said, I don't want to drive that car. I said, just drive it. I said, you like it? I said, I'm going to buy it. She said, we can't buy no car, okay? I went in, I went in, uh, uh, financed the car. I, I'm just doing what God tells me to do. I'm just doing what God tells me to do. And I came back, and I think I told the church at the time. I said, the Lord told me to buy my wife a new car. I bought my wife a new car, okay? And, uh, uh, and the sister comes up to me in church. She says, well, how much are the payments? And I'm like, there ain't none of your in my mind, ain't none of your business what the payments are. You stay out of my business. She says, the Lord told me to make the payment. I said, the payment is $542. Sometimes you got to keep the right attitude when God gives me a bless you. I never made a payment on that car. God spoke to somebody. They made every payment. I didn't come to church asking anybody to make the payment. God started supplying. And he started taking it from needs to wants to desires. And then many of y'all know that. Then the lady got together at one of the women's conferences. She asked me, what, what, was the, what was the payoff on it? I told her, she said, well, we're going to pay it off. And got some women together and paid off the whole thing. I never made a payment. That's why I tell you, before you go buy a car, need, you need to know that God told you to buy it. Before you finance anything, you need to know God told you to finance it. Because if it's his will, it's, it's his bill. 
And so I, th through these things, I changed systems to depend on God more than myself, more than my own resources, because faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. Just like the dollar is the currency of the United States, just like the pound is the currency of Britain, just like the euro is the uh, currency of the, of the European common market, just like the naira is the currency of, of Nigeria, and, and the rand is the uh, currency of South Africa, faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. It's not a matter whether you have enough money, it's a matter whether you have enough faith. I was talking to one of my spiritual sons, the pastor called me this week, and, uh, and he said it a couple times, by the second by the third time he said it, I kind of, my voice probably got a little raised. He said, he said, I'm, I'm thinking the Lord dealing with me to buy this land over there, uh, over there next to the church, and they want to sell me this over here. He said, but they're asking too much money for it. And I kept talking. I said, well, you pray about it. And he came down, and the other time he said, they're asking too much money. I said, it don't matter what they're asking. I said, stop talking about what they're asking. Ask God if it's yours. I said, ask God if it's yours and does he want you to pursue it and then pray about it and ask God for the number. And you go back and tell him, this is how much I'll pay. I can't tell y'all how many deals I've worked like that. Pastor Trey, he's, uh, he, he's been my realtor for many years regarding personal, my personal houses and, and he's assisted us to do things here at the church. And, he would, and I would say, check this out. And he, he would come to me and say, they're asking for such and such. And he look at me like, what you want me to tell him? Because he know what they're asking for, unless the Lord told me to pay that, is not what I'm going to pay for it. Are y'all catching this? It's not a matter of that system. It's a matter of what, how God wants to get it to you. It's not a matter what they're asking for. It doesn't matter how much, they, how much it doesn't matter how much it costs. It matters whether God says it's yours and whether you're supposed to pursue because if God tells you to pursue without fail, you shall recover all. But you can't, in order to think like this, you got to change systems of what you're dependent upon. Are you all with me here? So we gave you four things that you have to uh, do to switch systems. You got to switch from, from fear to faith. Second, we said you got to get, you got to go switch from a scarcity mentality to an abundance mentality. I told you, it, uh, as long as you have a scarcity mentality, you will get jealous of other people's promotions. As long as you have a scarcity mentality, you will become jealous of other people's acquisitions. Because in your mind, them being blessed is taking something away from you. When you recognize that God is the God of all supply, when you recognize that he is El Shaddai, the many-breasted one, that's, that's one of the names of God, El Shaddai. It literally means many-breasted one, okay? I, I, I looked on, pa Pastor Marsh says, oh, see, you know, different people look at different things on social media. Pastor Marsh, y'all, looks at puppies. She don't want a dog, but she loves looking at puppies. So y'all know once you look at one, they keep... The, the cookies keep, every time I look at it, she got some puppies. Some puppies or some dogs, okay? And we, we saw this one dog, I mean, I had never seen it like that. It looked like the litter must have been about 20. And, 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 and all of them are up there try, trying to eat. And, and so when, when you picture a dog, okay, and, and, the, and the mother there, and all of them there are nursing, 
while the mother's laying down. God said, that's me for you. I'm the mini bread. I have enough to take care of all of you without any of you lacking. Come on. That's an abundance mentality. You have to realize when somebody else gets blessed, it's like you taking a cup of water out the ocean. Soon as you take it out, you, nobody even realizes it's gone. There's more than enough. And you can stand there all day and can take five-gallon buckets and keep trying to pour out. And it, you will see the, the, the ocean is not going to diminish because you're pouring out. God said, I got more than enough for you. So, so watch this. He said, since it, it, watch this. This, is, this shows whether you really have an abundance mentality or not versus scarcity mentality. Can you rejoice when somebody else gets blessed? I said, can you rejoice when somebody else gets blessed? The Bible said, rejoice with them that rejoice. I told my son, I said, let me explain something to you. I said, you're going to get, you, as a result of this position, you're going to get new friends and new enemies. That's just how it works. I and I said, and don't be surprised. Some folks who you thought was your friends. Am I right, Gretchen? Some folks you thought was your friend, they were your friend until it looked like you was, you was pulling away. They was your friend as long as we're all down here struggling. Oh, but get blessed. Go up to another level and you really see who your friends are. But see, because so this is how I really define a friend, y'all. God gave me this revelation during my consecration, okay? One of the biggest days of my life was being consecrated to the office of the Episcopacy, a bishop in the, in the Lord's church, okay? And so, I, I, Lord said to me, he said, a friend is there for you on your highest days and your lowest days. A friend is there with you on your highest days and your lowest. A friend rejoices when you rejoice, but they're also there to mourn when you mourn. And so their real friend, if people are like, well, I would be there, but I was, um, no, because uh, on your highest days and lowest days, because I want to celebrate you and you my friend, I'll change my schedule. Okay? There, there was, there, there's preachers, y'all, who I brought here, and I've always paid for them to come and give them real nice honorarium, put them up in a hotel, show them around and all that, and that's at my expense. There was something I said, I told Pastor Mars, I said, we're going to see if they're going to come at their expense. It's one thing, you, know, you, don't, you don't know that's your friend because you, you go out to dinner all the time and you always pay. Oh, that's my friend. We always hang out, but you always pay. They don't even ever offer a tip. Let me help y'all. Let me help y'all understand something. Even if you don't have the same amount of money that somebody else does, at least offer to leave a tip. Or contribute to now. Now, Bishop Bailey taught me that. I used to go out with him and, and Mother Bailey in my teenage years. The down is around Jersey City, and he would get him. He would say, he would say, "Boy, leave a tip. Boy, leave the tip. The tip was like three dollars five. He would say, "Boy, leave the tip." So I always learned: if you can't pay for the meal, at least contribute to the tip. Look, at your neighbor, say that's a tip. <laughs> Keep folks from talking about you, calling you a sucker and a parasite, and a moocher. So if nobody does that, they won't do that if you at least leave the tip. <laughs> so you got to go from a scarcity mentality to abundance mentality. Thirdly, you got to go from, watch it, from the grind system to the grace system. The grind system is based upon you doing all this hard work and hard effort, okay? 
by the sweat of your brow. All that's part of the curse according to Genesis 3 and 18. You know, thorns and thistles, you're gonna, that's how you're going to reap from the earth. No, but when God's grace is on your life, Deuteronomy 11:12 says God's going to bring you to a land that he cares for. For the eyes of the Lord are always upon it from the beginning of the year until the what? End of the year. From the beginning of the year until the end of the year. See, one of the reasons why always as we get down to the fourth quarter of the year, always get us to say, you know, we can have a supernatural turnaround. There's still things on the table that God wants to do for you. Because a lot of times when people get down to the end of the year, they, they count God out. And to call themselves being in faith, they're always talking about 24. 24 going to be this. God said, I, my eyes are on your life from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. If there's still days on the calendar, I can still bless you. Don't you count out. Uh, 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 no more delay. No more. Stop delaying promise 2023, 2023 promises for 2024. No more delay. There's something God wants to do for you right now through his grace. Proverbs 10, tells us it's the blessing of the Lord. I keep telling you I'm going to do a series on the blessing. It's the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich and has no sorrow. It's the blessing of the Lord. That verse in Amplified said the blessing of the Lord, it, it makes truly rich and he has no sorrow with it, neither does toiling increase it. He said when God's blessing is on your life, it's not about your hard work. He already did the heavy lifting. When you walk in the grace of God, there's certain things you understand, because again, uh, being, having a background in faith and being taught by faith, I told you years ago, I heard somebody get up and say, and it sounded real good when I heard it, and the person said, those of us who are blessed, we know why we blessed. We know the word we stood on. We know what we did. We know how we fasted. We know how we prayed. Those of us who are blessed, we know why we blessed. I said, amen. The Lord said to me, you, you really do, huh? Oh, you know why you're blessed? And then I, the Lord made me start thinking about things that I had done nothing for. <laughs> I hadn't fasted for it. I didn't work for it. That was the grace of God. Are y'all with me here? And so you need to understand, when, when you go from the grind system to the grace system, there are things that God will just drop in your lap. Oh, my God. Things you'd have to sweat for. He, he literally will put his desires in your heart and give you the desires of your heart. It's not about your effort. It's about believing in his effort. And then fourthly, we said to train, change system, you got you to have more faith. Got to go from the visible to the invisible. There's so much, you got to start having 4D vision. Beyond length and width and depth, there's a whole nother dimension a blessing, and it's said over and over in the scripture that, that God has things that are in the invisible realm. Uh, Romans 1 and 20 talks about invisible things. Hebrews 11 and 3 talks about things which are not seen, were not made of things which do appear. Colossians 1 and 16, it says that God created all things both visible and invisible. Hebrews 11:24 it tells us about, about Moses leaving Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Somebody shout invisible. invisible. 2 Corinthians 4 and 18, it tells us stop looking at the visible thing because they're temporary. But we look at the things which are not seen, invisible. They are permanent. 
1 Corinthians uh, 2 and 9 is not a funeral scripture. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have entered the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. It goes on to say in 1 Corinthians 2 and 10, those things God has revealed them to us by his what? Spirit. God will reveal invisible things to you. God will reveal to you things in the invisible dimension. God will give you 4D vision through his spirit. So if you're going to change systems, oh my God, you got to realize I'm rich even when it looks like I'm broke. <laughs> the example, sometimes a real practical example, I give, give you all that, okay? See, let, let's see, because some, some of y'all, some, you know, Pastor Marcy, she's very directionally challenged. So I play this little joke on her. Every time, every time we at a hotel, okay, every time we, we go to our room and, and we come out, as soon as we come out the room, I stay there and I go, <laughs> waiting for her to see if she even know which direction the elevator is. Lately, she's been practicing. But usually, some, sometimes she take off walking down there, and I'll turn around and go there. Then I'll stand there and say, down this way. She said, why do you do that? Because it's fun. No sense being mad if you ain't going to have fun. Okay? Sometimes she's very directional challenged. Some of y'all are, are directionally challenged. Okay? Each of you, who, how, how many of y'all drove here or came in the car today? Point, point, where's your car? Point in, in the direction of your car. Some pointing this way, some pointing that way. Some of y'all, some, some of y'all came on a spaceship, I don't know. Where is your car? That way, that way, that way. I don't see it. I don't see it. You don't see it either. But you know it's there. Or at least you hope it's there since since we all rolling on the river. <laughs> we have confidence our car is there. That's how you have to have confidence in God's wealth for your life. I got money even when I don't have money. I got provision when it looks like I have nothing. That's why, that's why I used to preach. I was, for those who were here on Wednesday night, I should go back to New Jersey and preach a full gospel, and I would preach and teach the word of God and teach about prosperity, uh, teach uh, uh, 3 John 2, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper, being healthy even as your soul prosper. I would, I, would, I would teach that Jesus became poor, that you might be rich. I would teach God shall supply all your need according to riches and glory, and I would preach and I would hoop and I would sweat and I would shake the mic and the organ be going, and we would shout, and Mother Bailey would get up and say, y'all hear the way he preached? Boy, he preached like he like he owned the world, and he don't have pot no window. She told the church that, okay? He said, pretty, but he, and everybody laughed, he don't have pot no window, but I tell you right now, I got a whole bunch of pots and a whole bunch of windows, okay? Just because you don't see my pots and windows don't mean I don't have pots and windows. What I knew was that, that my lack of whatever assets or material things don't change the word but the word will change what I have. What I have don't change the word, but the word will change what I have. Let me tell this section. What you have don't change the word, but the word will change what you have. But you gotta change systems and believe that God is a God of invisible things.
If you love our podcast and the impartation you gain from it, we encourage you to become an iChurch member. As an iChurch member, you'll get access to exclusive digital content, as well as an online community and various small group sessions. To find out more, visit rdci.info forward slash iChurch. Connect with us for digital impartation weekly. Join Bishop Herbert and Dr. Marsha Bailey on Clubhouse for marriage, faith, and family inside Kingdom Business Network on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash rdcitv. We stream live services on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, as well as Wednesday at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ladies, join us for Manifest on Fridays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time.